Welcome to Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. Well, tonight we want to talk about, and we want to begin, a, I guess, a series of midweek Bible studies I call the B series. And we're going to look at different things that the Bible talks about, about being this or being that. And tonight we want to talk about how we can be assured that the Bible gives us a lot of assurance. And these days, with all that is going on, with all of the conflict and the turmoil and all of the things that are going on in the world, there's so much uncertainty and fear, and people are wondering what in the world is, is happening. Now, for the people of God, the Bible gives us many assurances. And so for the Christian, we can find blessed assurance. One of my favorite songs, <laughs> one of my favorite Christian hymns, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. That great um, hymn written by Fanny Crosby, who, by the way, was blind. Blinded at a very young age, became a Christian later in life and wrote so many hymns that we still sing today in our churches. And, and she um, wrote that wonderful song, including the tune itself, the words in the tune, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. So tonight we want to talk about be assured as a Christian. We want to begin in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. There the Bible says this. To God's people. Let us draw near to God with a true heart full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This is an encouragement to Christians that in the times that we live in, we can draw near to our Lord and find blessed assurance. I want to talk about several things that we can have assurance of and assurance for as Christians. First of all, as a Christian, if you're a true Christian, if you've truly been born again, if you've truly trusted in Christ, you can be assured of your salvation. The Bible assures us that the moment you truly trust in Christ as your Savior and Lord, Something remarkable, something amazing happens. God intervenes in your life. He does a work of grace in your life. He does a work of redemption and salvation in your life. He saves you. He frees you. He makes you a new person, a new child, a new creation. He adopts you as His own. And if you're truly saved, if you've truly been born again, well, you can wonder from the Lord at times. You can disobey the Lord at times. You can go astray at times as a Christian, but be assured God's going to come get you if you do that. He chastens those He loves. There are a lot of things you can do as a Christian, but as a Christian, if you're truly, if you've truly been born again, you can be assured that your salvation is secure. In Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, as the Apostle Paul was dictating the book of Romans to his amanuensis, to his secretary, Tychus, as he, I can see him walking back and forth as he's dictating this letter, 
to this man who is writing it down as he dictates it for the church at Rome. Here's what Paul said in Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. He said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you've truly given your life to Christ, not only does the Lord save us by His grace, but He secures us by His grace as well. You can be assured of your salvation. Doesn't mean you'll always feel like you're saved. There's times when we wonder from the Lord and <laughs> we don't feel as saved as we need to, to be saved, but we're not saved by feelings and we're not secured by feelings. We're secured by God's grace and saved by God's grace. 1 John 5, 11 through 13, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Given us eternal life in the present tense. means the moment you give your life to Christ, at that moment, He gives you eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And then John wrote this, and this is why he wrote 1 John. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And so tonight, as a child of God, so much uncertainty going on, and maybe there's some things going on in your life that are very concerning and very difficult. Maybe you're going through a trial. Maybe you're going through a season of troubles. And you want assurance and you need assurance. Well, I can assure you if you're a child of God, you can be assured of your salvation, that there is nothing that we experience in this world that will separate us from the love of God. There's no power in this world or in the spiritual realm. There's no power anywhere in the universe that can separate us from the love of God, which we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so tonight you can be assured of your salvation. Also as a Christian, you can be assured of this, that God is always with you. You know, in life we have mountaintops, and this is true for Christians. In life we have mountaintops, those mountaintop experiences. We have those times in life when everything is just going really good, and there's no troubles and no trials happening in our life of any consequence. The sailing of our life is smooth and okay. We live on the mountaintops, but also in the life of a Christian, there'll be valleys. There'll be times of trial, difficulties. Sometimes we bring those things on ourselves by our own actions and our own things that we do, but often we go into the valley Troubles and trials come into our life that we don't cause, but we live in a fallen world and they happen. Sometimes you're on the mountaintop, sometimes you're in the valley when you're sick. or Sometimes things are going good, sometimes things are going bad. But here's what you can be assured of as a Christian. Whether you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, God, God is always with you. You can be assured that God is always with you.
Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So as a Christian, you can be assured that no matter what's happening in your life, things you can explain, things you can't understand, uh, explain, things you can understand, things you can't understand, whatever is happening in your life, you can be assured of this, that the God who saved you, the God who loves you, your heavenly Father will never leave you nor forsake you. He might deliver you from the storm or He might help you to go through the storm. But He will never abandon you. What a blessed assurance that is that no matter what's happening in our life, He will never leave us nor forsake us. I've had some challenges in my life, difficult times in my own life. But I can tell you this, I always know and I can always have the blessed assurance that God is with me. And sometimes I wonder maybe where he is and why isn't he doing this or that or the other that I think he needs to be doing. <laughs> but I also know in my heart that no matter what I face, mountaintop or valley, as a, as a Christian, as a child of God, I can have assurance that God is always with me. Also, as a Christian, you can be assured that your service to the Lord is not in vain. You know, we serve the Lord. We all have our places of service, be it in the church, outside the church. We all do things for the Lord. And it sometimes it seems as if our best efforts really don't, we can't see any difference. We, we can't really perceive that what we're doing for the Lord is making a difference in the world. Sunday school teachers teaching their class, sometimes they wonder, am I making a difference with these children or teenagers or youth? Or Am I making a difference? As you serve the Lord, sometimes you might get a little discouraged that you don't really see the consequences of what you're doing. You don't really see the results of what you're doing, and you can become discouraged. I think about old Noah. Bless his heart. It took him 120 years to build the ark, the Bible says. And every day he preached. The, Peter says he was a preacher of righteousness. People would come out to the ark to make fun of old Noah. What are you doing building a boat in the middle of the, the desert, in the middle of nowhere, talking about rain? And up to that point, it had never rained from the sky. And Noah would put down his hammer and he would preach to the people and warn the people that God's judgment was coming. He preached for 120 years, never had a convert outside of his family. But he was faithful. He was faithful. He continued to do what he knew the Lord wanted him to do, even though he couldn't see many results or any results. Listen, if you're a teacher, if you're working with people, if, if whatever service you have for the Lord, yeah, you can get discouraged. And sometimes you want to see things happen as a result of your efforts. But sometimes the, the, the consequences of what we do for the Lord will not be revealed in this world, but only in the next. 
I can assure you of this. As a Christian, you can be assured your service to the Lord is not in vain. Even though you may not be able to see the results in this world of what you're doing, continue to be steadfast. Continue to serve the Lord. Your work is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, Paul wrote, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul said, keep working. Keep working. Be steadfast. Abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor for Jesus is not in vain. You will be rewarded, and you will make a difference. You may not see that difference, all of that difference you make in this world, but you will Make a difference. Be assured. As a Christian, you can be assured. Don't be discouraged. In fact, Galatians 6, 9, and 10 says, Let us not grow weary in, in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In other words, keep working, keep serving, keep doing good. One day, it will be worth it all. Another thing, as a Christian, you can be assured that when you wander from the Lord, He will pursue you and He will bring you back to Him. <laughs> you know, as Christians, we, we want to be faithful. We want to be committed. But sometimes, you know, Christians wander from the Lord. We get involved in the world, entangled in the world. We get caught up in this, that, or the other, and these things that draw us away from the Lord, we begin to maybe form habits or actions in our life that are not pleasing to the Lord. We get caught up in the course of the world and we begin to wonder from the Lord. We begin to use the old the word that many preachers used of the past generations. We begin to backslide from the Lord. Christians can wonder from God in this world. Wander away from God, backslide from God. So what happens when a Christian wanders away from the Lord? Well, God is our Heavenly Father. And I can tell you one thing. Your Heavenly Father will not allow you to wander away from Him without Him going to get you. You can be assured of this. If you're a Christian, if you wander from the Lord, He is tenacious and He will pursue you, and He will do what is necessary to bring you back to Him. Hebrews 12, verses 5 through 6. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by Him. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens and scourges every son He receives. As a child of God, you can be assured that when you wander from the Lord, maybe we should say, if you wander from the Lord, we all should do all that we can to be faithful to the Lord. But if you wander from the Lord at any time in your life, He will not just let you go. If you're a child of God, He's a good heavenly Father. No father will just let their child go. He will not just let you go. He will come. And He will get you. 
If a nudge will bring you back to him, good. Maybe he just has to nudge you, to touch your heart, to, to touch your spirit. And you realize that you've wandered from the Lord and you come back to him. But maybe a nudge won't do it. Whatever needs to be done, the Lord will do it to bring you back to him because he loves you. The Lord chastens those he loves. And as a child of God, you can be assured if you wander from the Lord, he's not going to just let you go. He will come and get you and draw you back to him because he loves you. And he doesn't want you to suffer the consequences of your sin and of your turning back your back on him. Also, as a Christian, you can be assured that God hears your prayers. And you can be assured that your prayers do make a difference. You know, prayer is a daily discipline of the Christian life. Prayer is something that we should do every day. As quickly as we can, at the beginning of the day, we should spend time with the Lord in prayer. The Bible encourages us to, to pray. The Bible teaches us how to pray. The Bible commands us to pray. The Bible gives us many examples of what prayer ought to be like. We are to be a praying people. Now, sometimes when you pray, you don't think your prayers are making a difference. Sometimes it seems like God's not hearing your prayers. Sometimes it may seem like, well, God never answers my prayers. But I can assure you of this. If you're a child of God, you can be assured that God hears your prayers. And you can be assured that your prayers do make a difference. In fact, you know, God is greater than we give him credit for. Do you know that God is so big? God is so great that if every Christian in the world started praying at the same time, God is so great that he would be able to give every Christian in the world his undivided attention as if he had nothing else to do. When you pray, you pray your heavenly Father listens. He hears. And your prayers make a difference. And often the greatest difference that your prayers make is in your own life. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. That's an assurance that God hears our prayers and our prayers make a difference. And so I would encourage you to pray. We can have blessed assurance. <laughs> and prayer will make a difference. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference in the lives of other people. And sometimes God will show you the answer to your prayer. You'll see it. But often you won't know how God answered your prayers until you go to glory. And he'll reveal it, reveal it to you there in heaven. Let us be faithful in prayer. God will answer your prayers as a child of God. Now, he may not answer your prayers in the way you think he should answer your prayers. But he will always answer your prayers in the best way that they should be answered. Also, as a Christian, you can be assured that no one who sins against you 
No one who wrongs you will get away with it. Now, we've all been wronged. We've all been sinned against. We've had people do us wrong. We've had people who have sinned against us. Our first human reaction is, man, I'm going to get even. I'm going to, I'm going to attack as I have been attacked. I'm going to respond with anger, and I'm going to you know, respond with, with aggression to those who are attacking me. But here's what the Bible teaches. When we are wronged, and if you live long enough in this world, somebody's going to do you wrong. Somebody's going to hurt you. Evil's going to happen in your life. The Bible teaches when we are wronged, our job as Christians is to try to forgive those who have wronged us. We are to leave the judgment of that wrong to God. Our job is to ask God to help us to forgive. We're to leave the judgment of that wrong to God. Romans 12, verses 19 through 21. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so you can be assured of this. Anybody who does wrong to you, anybody who mistreats you, they will not, they will not get away with it. If they're not forgiven of it, if God does not forgive them of it, every sin will be held accountable by God. Every sin that is not forgiven will be dealt with in judgment by God. There's no such thing as a sin or a wrong, somebody doing something sinful or wrong, and they will get away with it. They may get away with it in this world, but they will not get away with it before God. Therefore, when you are wronged and mistreated, our jobs as Christians is to forgive. Ask God to help us to forgive. We're to leave the judgment of that wrong to God. Now, we're to pray. <laughs> we're to pray for those who do us wrong. And we're to ask God to work in their life so that they might be forgiven of that wrong. But our job is to forgive. It's God's job to deal with the judgment of that sin. As a Christian, you can be assured that God's word will be fulfilled. Every jot, every tittle, every word of God is of a word of the word of God is true. It is real. It will happen. Matthew 5.18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass away from the law. That is God's word, till all be accomplished. As a Christian, you can be sure, assured of this. God's word is true. It is real. And every jot and every tittle, every I that is dotted, every T that is crossed, Every word 
will be fulfilled in the Word of God. We can trust the Word of God. As a Christian, you can be assured that God will be with you when it comes time for you to leave this world. You know, as Christians, we need not fear death. But I know as Christians, we're apprehensive about the act of dying. We, we don't fear death, but we really don't look forward to going through the experience of death. We know death, it's a part of this world. And unless Jesus comes in the rapture and takes us up in the rapture, we know that one of these days our old bodies are going to wear out. They're going to stop working and we're going to suffer physical death. And we're apprehensive about that. We don't look forward to that. We don't even want to think about it. And rightfully so. God wants us to live in this world. But here's one thing you can be assured of as a Christian. When it comes time for you to leave this world in death, God will be there with you. You will not, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the circumstance is, you will not go through that experience alone. Psalm 116, 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Well, that verse means is this, that no child of God, when it comes time for the child of God to die, no child of God will experience physical death alone. God will be there. God will be there. God will be with you when it comes time for you to leave this world. He will be there to comfort you. He will be there to guide you. He will be there to lead you home. God will be there. And finally, as a Christian, you can be assured of this. Heaven is real. And heaven is our home. Some years ago, there was a movie about a little boy who had a vision of heaven. Name of the book, name of the movie was Heaven is for Real. But my friend, you don't have to depend upon what a little boy says. You don't have to depend upon what a book or a movie says about heaven. You can be assured from the Word of God that heaven is real. And for the child of God, heaven is our home. That if you're a child of God, saved by God's grace and mercy through the Lord Jesus Christ, when it comes time for you to leave this world and your spirit is separated from your body in physical death, though your body may be left behind to be buried in this world, your soul will be taken to glory. And yes, your soul will be awake and aware and active and involved. and You will experience heaven. Heaven is our home. Heaven is real. Heaven is our home. And at the resurrection of the saints, our bodies will be raised and changed and glorified and rejoined with our souls. And so shall we ever be with the Lord in heaven. John 14, 1 through 3, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so tonight, 
We have a lot of things we can be assured of as a child of God. Isn't it wonderful to be a child of God, to have that blessed assurance? And it's all because of Jesus, all because of his great love for us and his grace and mercy. I pray that you'll find encouragement from our study tonight. Whatever is going on in your life, be assured. God is in charge. God is in control. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Truth For Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. To contact us, you can send an email to chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Be sure to join us for our next program. Until then, stay safe and may God bless you.